Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Cultum Collective Commentaries, featuring Dave A.C., The Sixth Doctor, and Randall Thor. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Cultum Collective Commentaries. Yes, it's time to relax and unwind with some more Doctor Who. But of course, before we get to that, and before we get to what he's unwinding with, it's Mr. Dave AC. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I do need to unwind. What? We've got no pithy kind of intro here. Um, normally, and normally, folks, we're in the planning stages for this for at least half an hour, which uh, explains why I'm usually so drunk on these things. But uh, what? No, no, no witty uh, repartee for us to do tonight. No, no, no. It's um, a rather well, not wine-wise, but a sober, somber day in many ways has been. Um, uh, and for those people who may be listening to this at uh, some future date, um, we're recording this. Um, on Sunday, November the 11th. Well, just edged into uh, the 12th for me over here. But um been very somber day, 100 years, uh, marking the end of um, the First World War, uh, the Great War, as it was called there. There's been an awful lot here in the UK and I'm sure around the world. Uh, particularly, I've been watching a Remembrance Day service uh, from the rounding off the armistice commemorations uh Although there was a bit of levity, levity if you want that in. Uh, they did have uh, John Sim giving one mm. of the readings. And um, they had uh, we had two queens <laughs> uh, two queens there as well, because we had Liz Ten there. Uh, I can never pronounce her name, Ian. Uh, Sophie Okanudu, Naudu. Nido, I think it is. Okanido. Okanido. Yeah. Um, from um, The Beast Below, you know, Darth's favourite show. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. She was giving a reading, but very actually, it was extremely, and it was only an hour long. And um, it seems a bit awful to say that, but I mean, we'd have the cenotaph early in the morning. Um, and, right. and then there's been other things I've um, I've watched a very evocative program by uh, um, the, 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 the director of uh, Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit, um, Peter yeah. Jackson. Yeah, uh, unbelievable. Um, I was going to say it's a colorized uh, photo montage from the First World War, but it's much, much more than that. It's called They Shall Not Grow Old, a uh, documentary, Peter Jackson's film exploring World War Two, uh, World War One. Sorry, edited from rarely seen archive footage from the Western Front, skillfully restored and colorized, and lip readers were used to study the footage and recreate what the soldiers in the silent films were saying. I put a few little stills up on my Facebook page, but unbelievable the, these people were were literally brought to life they weren't comic buster keaton you know soldiers going along 
the uh, the roads with guns and looking, you know, totally historic. Yeah. It was. I think you've seen at least a clip of it, Ian. It was. Very yeah, I had it. It's it, it's one of those things where you don't think it's going to do anything for you, and you look and you're like, oh, it's cool that they restored that footage, and that. But then you see it, and they did. I think on the the it was a preview that I saw. They did a wipe from one to the other, and it's it's a little bit on the breathtaking side because it really does bring them to life because we're just so used to seeing this footage um, and that really being our only exposure is this this old black and white footage that doesn't go at a a natural frame rate, I guess, is what it is. And uh, so for them to, to do this work on this is just... It, it, it is um, a bit on the gut-wrenching side, to be honest, because you, you just don't look at it as being that real, you know, even though it is, and you know what the setting is. It just, you know, your your, your brain doesn't process it in the same way, but when they did this to it and colorized it, it just it brought these, you know, these men uh, to life in a, in a whole new way. And, uh, yeah, it's... Oh yeah, yeah. It's a uh, bit rough. I mean, uh, I mean, it's not just the BBC. I mean, obviously, there's been lots of things. There was, uh, right. there was also um, on ITV. Um, um, they were remembering the uh, the art installation they did uh, four years ago from um, uh, celebrating, well, not celebrating, marking the beginning. That was the one where they had uh, eight hundred thousand ceramic pot, um, poppies uh, at the Tower of London. Um, mm. Where we recently had the royal weddings, that but um, and and then just in the mood I was in, I watched a film that I really do love. And sorry uh, for those people who want to scout with the commentary, but um, it's actually for the sec uh, for the First World War again. But it's a testament of youth with uh, Alicia Villander, who's just played Tomb Raider recently. But she is absolutely phenomenal in this evocation of. Um, her brother and a fiance are becomes a fiance and uh, another best friend, and uh, with what goes on there, she quits uh, Oxford. She's one of the first women to go to Oxford, and she goes to nurse to be nearer them. It, it's absolutely heartbreaking. Uh, so I'm, I'm actually um, I've not got any funny bones in me at the moment, Ian. Uh, right. So, uh, and of course, the subject of today's uh, Doctor Who was. Um, uh, a rather sombre one, and I'll mention a couple of things uh, why it uh, rings that with me as well. Right. Um, it's not a subject that I'm very familiar with, so I'm going to kind of rely on Dave here. Um, but I do encourage anybody, after, of course, having watched this episode, to, uh, you know, Google is your friend. Uh, look, you know, take a dip into history and, and uh, you know, investigate that's that's one of the things beauties of doctor who is that it does sometimes shine a light on things that you you know weren't necessarily aware of before so without any further ado um i think you should uh should uh hit the road you know jump on the back of a cart and um uh, go on into this commentary indeed see that's the only joke i'm making about this episode to be honest <laughs> All right, so uh, if everybody has their official BBC copy of Doctor Who Series 11, Episode 6, and the title of this episode is Demons of the Punjab. At the ready, we can begin. Gentleman, are you ready? 
I am indeed. All right. So if everybody home is ready, I will count us all in. In five, four, three, two, one, play. It's growing on me. Yeah, I really, really like it. I think I, I think I said this last week, but with uh, my journey through uh, Tom Baker's first season, it just really does. Uh, more so than a lot of the recent ones, really kind of dip into the, the the well of of you know Doctor Who theme tune tr- history, right? And and I mean a lot of people are like, well, it doesn't. It's not long enough. It doesn't have the middle eight, whatever. But it does kind of go along with how uh, TV themes have been recently. They're, it's a lot shorter. Let's get to the action, you know. Yeah, no teaser, of course. You're right. Um, yeah. And it's like straight into the action and get going, you know. Yeah. Now, we we have lauded this series in terms of, we're, you know, we're, we're getting from episode to episode. But, I mean, touching base with the family in this particular case obviously launches the story, but... Mm. <clears throat> and, of course, playing uh, Nanny is uh, Lena... I'm going to try not to murder this. Dinkra. And, uh, and what was that cake they were having? It looked really, really good. <laughs> I don't know, sir. Oh, it's fancy. But, uh, you can't say that, your favourite. <laughs> <laughs> I know, that was funny. Uh, this is not her um, her uh, first appearance in Doctor Who. She was also in The Unicorn and the Wasp as uh, as Mrs. Chandrakala. Uh, but she's also been in Stella. I've probably gone through this before on yeah. the previous episode. She was also in uh, The East Enders as Mrs. Patel. Uh, Coronation Street. And, of course, uh, uh, over the last uh, 10, uh, 10, 20 years, she's had uh, a couple of appearances in Casualty. 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 <laughs> to do my expect. Got it in early. Got it in early. Yeah. I'm not quite sure she's got the welding outfit on. <laughs> yeah. Well, she's been working on the TARDIS. Well, yeah. I like how the TARDIS is brand new, but the doctors are always fiddling with it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a bit difficult to understand. Mm. Now, looks this... like we've got a different welding mask, too. Yeah, yeah. It, well, actually, it looks like an adapted alien headgear right. of some sort. But, yeah. um, but I mean, didn't, didn't uh, Matt Smith have a welding mask? I think he did. We had one scene where we went below the TARDIS console and he right. was getting stuff out. I think he might have just had goggles, though. Anyway, we're getting we're getting bogged down here. Now, now, were you getting thoughts about? Hello, we're, we're off for a Father's Day here. I mean, uh, got yeah, the a little bit. Doctor, got the ninth Doctor in a lot of trouble. That yeah. And that's for those who've joined Doctor Who more recently. Is um, where Rose wanted to go and see meet her father. Right. And, of course, I uh, mentioned the telepathic circuits again, of course. Yeah. And a reminder that uh, the TARDIS has got a female... Uh, soul- persona. Yeah, persona, that's a better word. Yeah. Yeah. Never get sick of that sound. Yeah. 
<laughs> and the light's gonna. I, I, I guess it's the first time I've noticed the light on the top is uh, blue. Ah, now is that going to change now, forward and backwards? I don't know. Was it blue? I mean, I think it was blue at some point in the classic series, and it's been blue and white, I think. What's the point? It was still blue th- after they stopped. As they were walking away, it was still blue. Right, it's still on, yeah. Oh. 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 Right away we get aliens, which is kind of neat. Uh, a wobble? Bit of a wobble. And a wobble. It's a very British thing. <laughs> a bit of a wobble. Now... Do we know about the location for this? I mean, uh, we know that they filmed in uh, South uh, Africa. South Africa. We're not, I, we're I am to... wondering where they, because some of the, the footage, I mean, this doesn't look like they filmed in, in Wales. No. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I'll have to see if I can find uh, the location on this. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Love how he, there's that nice little reminder of their uh, that they're they're actually speaking. Um, I don't know what the dialect was that they were speaking. Uh, well, but, uh, yeah. the, the the fact that they're not speaking English was just a nice little. Well, English was spoken throughout India. I know, but they're actually speaking the native language, and yeah. there was that nice little reminder of the fact that, you know, <laughs> traveling with the doctor, you know. Uh. Yep. And of course, <laughs> they don't recognize this man because, well, it's not, yeah. he's, not, he's not been in any photo. No reason to. Right. Ooh, sinister. Uh. Yeah, the um, the 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 time that she's they're going back to, of course, is a a very uh, up, uh time of upheaval in India when um, Lord, Louis Lord Mountbatten. That's uh. Charles's uh, uncle, I think, the one who unfortunately mm. was uh, murdered. Uh, but um, at this particular time, it was his job as viceroy to, uh, in very short term, uh, decide how how India was going to be uh, divided up, and um, it was done in a very very brief time. Some people are saying that it was unbelievably. Um, a tragedy and it caused well it's caused strife up to this day other people said that the reason why for the the speed was that if uh, if the UK hadn't have left India in in short term they would have got embroiled on um, on something they would never have been able to get out of and basically their 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 time in India would have just been you know lasted another hundred years maybe right uh, but I think this is one where hopefully children will uh, will do do some research on this our schools will take it up right because we're in 1947 now 
And um, the the personal note I was going to mention is the fact that I was alive when this was happening. Ian, I wasn't quite right. one, but I was alive. Right. And and now I have a grandson who is the same age I was when this was happening. So it's unbelievable. I mean, some people yeah. think this is distant history, and for many it is. But it happened in my lifetime. Right. There's the watch. Yeah. And, uh, uh, sorry, go ahead. I was just saying we're having this nice uh, theme music, not theme music, but this incidental music that's very uh, right. evocative. Yeah. Oh. And uh, playing Prem, uh, which is the band she's just talking about, yeah. um, is uh, Shane Zaza. Uh, who's also been in Press, uh, Will, The Mummy, uh, Happy Valley, Mouth to Mouth, and uh, two episodes of Casualty. Casualty. There we go. See? I'm See, I tell you, this is official. This is official Doctor Who people. I mean, they've got people from Casualty in it. Can't get more official than that. <laughs> Indeed. And uh, playing, of course, his brother in this, uh, Manish, is uh, Hamza Jitoa. I think J-E-E-T-O-O-A. Excuse my pronunciation. Uh, who's also been in Our Girl, Corner Shop Show, um, Babylon, and Combat Hospital. All right. Oh, he's also in the thick of it. Oh, oh and a couple of episodes of Being Human. He played Alan uh, in The Greater Good and Sticks and Rope. Uh, and uh, this was the thing. The, the, the partition was actually announced before the actual uh, border lines were, were, were drawn. Uh, right. Uh, and you'll hear this young man say that he had early access to that. Right, and the, in their wisdom, as it was our lack of wisdom, um, the the lines were done on religious uh, grounds in terms of um, the majority of the the faiths in a particular reason, whether they were Hindu or, or Muslim, and of course there are other um, other things uh, and uh, other religions there as well. But I mean, right. we've got we've got India, we've got West Pakistan, we've got the disputed Kashmir province up to the north of Pakistan. Pakistan is completely in two separate sides of India. Then further east again, you've got Burma, and then of course um, the Ceylon, uh, the island off the south of India, uh, and all this was being in utter turmoil. Right. Also, the, the one thing I, I guess I don't understand, I mean, it, it works story-wise, uh, and it makes it seem like an attack, but why there's this 
telepathic um, thing that they do. You know, if they're there to observe and bear witness, which we'll find out a little more about later, um, why? But then it could, it could just be the doctor being slightly telepathic. That well, it's when they're jumping as well. They're sort of using a... right. And we're already 12 minutes, 12 seconds in. Crikey. Right. Another 50-minute episode, of course, here. Right. Um, and this aired just uh, early today, so the airing date was November the 11th, 2018. So we haven't got any official uh, numbers yet, so that uh, was something that you can find on .news.net shortly, one would expect. Right. Uh, Kyle, I was listening to to Kyle uh, discussing who with his uh, cohorts, of course, and uh, they, they they were saying um, how they how they like the fact that this particular doctor, you know, does her thinking out loud, as it were, where right. sometimes the your previous doctor, well, you you've just got to have faith that they've got some scheme planned, and they pull the rabbit out of the hat at some point, uh, where here. She is sharing her. Yeah, so, she's the next task is to work that out. Right. I think Clarence was the one that actually liked this particular aspect more, and of course, Lee's along right. there with them. So much for not getting involved in the uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And again, we're getting a lot of airing time with the uh, sonic screwdriver, but right. But like I say, it it, it seems to be. I mean, yes, it's it's used as a tool, not necessarily a magic wand, as it had kind of you know yeah gotten to be i mean she uses it to interface with technology which is cool and analysis a lot of the time to just scan it's basically like the uh um star trek uh track order yeah you get to this bit there now marty if you interfere your photograph will disappear yeah <laughs> keep looking at the photograph <laughs> back to the future of course i'm quoting and ian should be doing that no, I'll let you do that for me. Oh, you're pouring the wine instead. What are you drinking? I was here? pouring wine. I am drinking a Gnarly Head uh, Authentic Black. It's a Lodi California wine from 2016, and it's quite tasty. Well, I'm drinking uh, such a posh wine, I can't even pronounce it, Ian. Um, it's a Cote de Rome Villages, uh, but it's a Buitinot Blacco Sauvage. 2015, I can't pronounce it, but it's a $35 wine that I won when I went to a wine tasting a wine back. Well, back. It's a silo. It's a rocket silo. Uh, I know. The so she, uh, Go on. Sorry. No, it's just well done on the uh, the the prop work there. 
It doesn't look plonked down in that area. It looks embedded. Well, yeah, it looks well and truly like part of the landscape. You yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, we had India featuring Doctor before, haven't we? We had um, uh, they they were launching a, a satellite, weren't they? In one of the uh, the the. It, it was uh, dinosaurs on the spaceship, actually. Ah, excellent. Hmm. I mean, they have got. I mean, the Indian Space Research Organization is. Uh, they they've got an awful lot of uh, projects underway, and if uh, right. if only Perry was here, he would uh, he would tell us all the lowdown on it. Yeah, but he's not. He's sitting in a, a in a pub, which is kind of tardis in it. I think uh, he's off with his mate, uh, visiting his mate Kieran, and we hope he's having a good time. Uh, and will Dockers pay for this? Yeah. I mean, the Central Lunar or- Orbiter, uh, Chandaranda 1, I think, I can't pronounce that. That was in mm. 2008. And a Mars Orbiter. So, I mean, um, and uh, and actually, they've uh, some of the Indian mathematicians are absolutely fantastic. They've, they, they've uh, there's some of the, the most... Uh, Keen minds in the world and won a couple of Nobel prizes. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't manage to catch his name. The the home uh, the wise man the. Yeah. And a flashback here. Yeah. Uh, and again, uh, you wonder whether the the way that they've the their costumes are they're almost. Um, Almost suits of armor that these creatures are wearing is to, to, to. We've almost got in this a theme running through this series that's not a theme. Uh, in other right. words, um, you know, we had the the hunter who was like a predator, um, but it, it, it turned out not to be something that is an ongoing thing. They, these almost look like predator-like creatures, you know, hunting on another world. Right. We had last week's with the, um, the strange, uh, Tasmanian devil creature. The Taping. I can never pronounce that either. Ah. Yeah. Oh, and playing the holy man is, uh, Raven J. Uh, Gantar, uh, Ganatar, sorry. Uh, and he's also been in uh, Cheat. Uh, Coronation Street. Right. Hollyoaks. Mm-hmm. Torchwood. Mm. Playing uh, Neil in uh, Greeks Bearing Gifts. In the British Empire. 
Ah. Oh, and also an episode of Casualty. Casualty. <clears throat> Good effect, that. Yeah, it is. I actually am quite fond of it because it's just a little bit different than the the glowy, beamy things we normally get, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, displaced him in, in space, not time, yeah. Right. Now, that's looking a little bit a little bit more like uh, Merlin's uh, grotto in the Black Forest. Uh, right. I wonder if they did some of this filming back in England. This looks more like the Black Forest. I'm sorry, the new forest. I keep saying Black Forest. The new forest, sorry. Meanwhile, back in the, uh, the Doctor's uh, wooden hut on uh, Gallifrey. <laughs> and uh, playing uh, Umbreen's mum, uh, or Yaz's yeah, great grandma, right. uh, is uh, Shaheen Khan. And Shaheen Khan has uh, actually been in one of my favorite movies. Uh, so much so that I have the soundtrack for it. It's Bendit Like Beckham. <laughs> she, was, she was playing uh, Mrs. Brahma. Uh, I just love the soundtrack. It's just, there's just this, uh, an assortment of different kind of music from, from classical stuff to uh, uh, seek rap and just, uh, you know, British pop music. And uh, I think actually Sporty Spice has a track on that. And, yeah, uh, but she's also been in uh, The Boy with the Top Knot, uh, Apple Tree House. Right. Uh, the Bill. And, of course, she's also been in Casualty. I sense a theme. Yes. Yeah, the the British Prime Minister uh, Attlee appointed uh, Louis Lord uh, Mountbatten as India's last Viceroy, who was given the task to oversee British India's independence by June 1948, uh, with mm. the instruction to avoid partition and preserve United India. But of course, there was a lot of princedoms as well in there, and then uh, there were the. Um, but uh, the figures differ on the on on the absolute uh, upheaval it caused. Uh, some versions got to possibly as many as two million people died because there was really a vacuum of uh, uh, power, and um, it, some of it became mob violence um, uh, uh, against these different lines. Right. But some people would say, uh, you know, you can't just withdraw from a, a situation right. like that. And, I really want to know where these wildflowers are. They're beautiful, sorry. Yeah, Yeah, I'm just thinking they're poppies. I'm wondering if it's almost a poppy theme now, isn't it? Mm. They look like poppies. Thanks for the close-up. I think they are poppies. Mm. Which, of course, the poppies of Flanders feel in the wars. That was... Oh. I'm trying to work out what what creature they use for that multi-eye 
thing. Um, it's almost like spider-like sp- eyes. Yeah, I'm thinking about know. that. I'm thinking about the um, the, the Christmas uh, special one with the uh, the Ragnos, the Ragnos, the giant one. Now, that's always been a good trait. Use their own technology or their own power against them. Mm. Uh, now, hang on. The the Doctor's top, we're not back in blue. Should we be back in a blue top? Yeah, I'm losing track. <laughs> well, it was brownish um, in the future. Right. Oh, and just, uh, just so you know, to answer one of your previous questions... Demons of the Punjab was actually filmed in Granada, province of Spain. Ah. Uh, this is news of the Doctor Who uh, crew filming in Spain first broke in June of 2016 when the fans spotted the crew in the town of uh, Alderie. Right. So, yeah. I mean, they, 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 we saw the snow-capped mountains, but I mean, in India, they do have... I mean. You know, one of the reasons why um, the the ruling Raj they used to move to the to the high in the hot summer months, they used to to move to the uh, the high plateaus and so on. Mm. I mean, Rudyard Kipling famously lived in India for a long time. Uh, I'm not too right. sure of his dates. I love biscuits. Sorry. <laughs> Of course, this isn't the first time that Doctor Who was filmed in Spain. Uh, I think this is the uh, third venture to Spain. Uh, of course, one in the classic series um, for Planet of Fire, which they filmed in uh, Lanzarote. And uh, they actually returned to Lanzarote for... Uh, what's the one where the moon's an egg? Oh... Um... Spiders on the moon or something? Uh, <laughs> oh, where the moon's an egg. Oh, Yeah. And I've just closed that blooming page out as well. Because <laughs> I was looking for Rudyard Kipling to what his dates were. Yeah, he'd already died. He passed away in uh, 1936. Kill the moon. Kill the moon. Some Doctor Who fans we are, huh? Uh-huh. But yeah, so Spain. Never. Who <laughs> 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 you jerks? <laughs> that's oh, that's funny on rewatch. Yeah. Because Noreen says, well, she just said that Noreen says, these aren't my best work. And then in oh. the, if you'll notice at the end, yes. she says, it's not a very good sign. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is the, um, it's done with hen, henna, isn't it? Call it henna. henna yeah. Henna I've actually had a, I've, I've had a henna tattoo done at a Renaissance fair. And uh, I actually got the uh, the seal of Rassilon done on my, on my leg. Um. Yeah, it's actually really, really interesting because they, they basically, it's almost like a paste. Well, at least the, the, the version I had. 
um, and they, they let it sit on there, and you just let it sit for for almost like a day or whatever, and then you just you just let it come off naturally, and it leaves it stays on for I think mine stayed for you know quite a few weeks, and it j- just gradually fades. Right. So it embeds it slightly into the skin, unlike you know, um, you know the permanence of a regular you know ink tattoo. Right. Just some contemporary news. That, I mean, she wasn't talking about. She was talking about uh, when she was a, a man, not a woman. There, which is not nothing to do with sexuality. She was doing with uh, gender. But um, it was only on the sixth of September of this year that campaigners in uh, in India celebrated the declimer decriminalization of homosexuality that's right. only just recently yeah well. and I think uh, I've actually uh, missed talking about uh, the young woman playing Ombreen uh, oh. which is Amida Suman and uh I mean, the the man she's about to marry is a very good-looking man as well. Um, but, she, oh, oh, she's, she's very, very, yeah. Just very, very beautiful. Um, and let me, uh, <laughs> she actually hasn't been in an awful lot, uh, according, of course, to the uh, repository of all the knowledge of the world of uh, film and TV, which is in a movie database. Uh, but she has been in Ackley Bridge, uh, in post-production right now is Daughter uh, uh, and uh, she's been in two episodes of Casualty oh Casualty but I can top that Ian what's that she's starring as my wallpaper on my computer at the moment <laughs> <laughs> from uh, those well no, those pictures released there's a picture of her uh, yeah. very beautifully dressed just standing outside the doors of this building, in fact. Right. Even the uh, the picture that they have on... Uh, actually, all the pictures that are on Internet Movie Database, I think there's all but one that's uh, that's not from the show, and the one that's not from the show is just a nice... It's a beautiful headshot. She's she has gorgeous. Sorry, we'll get back to the show in a minute. As soon as we quit oh, fawning oh. over Amita... Uh, I think we need a female presence on this show, Dave. Yeah. I, I do wish she'd not always have her mouth open when she's on screen, though. The doctor, she just tend to go up a little bit. Mm. Now, this, the, I must admit, this costume looked a little bit Sarah Jane. And again, we've not got the information about these, but it reminded right. me of those uh, vultures in the Sarah Jane episode that that right. came around when death was about. Yeah. But they're obviously made there to get, make their intentions look sinister, aren't they? Right. Yeah, it's to throw you off the scent. And it, and it is interesting that, you know, because we so often we get Doctor Who baddies that they start off good and they go astray and they won't break from whatever it is that they've, you know, uh, set their minds to, and here we get kind of a reversal of that. We've got a um, a, a race of beings that, that you know were that designed themselves to be assassins, 
And while they were out assassinating, their their planet was destroyed. And then they realized that, you know, they weren't home to to memorialize them, you know, or to see them before they died. And and that changed their purpose. Now, so I think it's a really kind of a, an interesting take on an alien, you know. There's the moon of Job, or whatever it's called. What was that one you liked? The lost Push. moon of Poosh. Poosh, yeah. And uh, interestingly enough, and, and I don't think it's part of any agenda, so no jumping down my throat, please, folks. Yeah. But um, I did notice that one of the voices seemed, sounded very feminine um, in, in comparison to the other. Oh, she said casualty. Uh <laughs> <laughs> But uh, the aliens in this um, are uh, Kassar and Almac. And the voice of Kassar is Emma Fielding. And the voice of Almac is Barbara Fadden. And I'll get to those in a minute. Um, and the per- people in the costumes playing these aliens, um, Kassar is played by Natalie Krusener. And uh, Alamac, oh, sorry, I got that wrong. The voice of Alamac is Isabel Middleton, and the uh, person inside the costume is Barbara Fadden. So we have female aliens actually being played by women in, you know, in the costumes, which is great. I, I think, you know, um, it's good to give other people a go to. We, we, you know, I, I'm a big fan of all the people who have played the Cybermen and, and uh, and all of that before, but you know, it's good to see that the other people are getting a go at you know as as these people get older and move on, and you know, so we're seeing new people, you know, portraying aliens and stuff like that. So mm. you know, sometimes you gotta you, you gotta get new dialects in. Sometimes you gotta get new Cybermen in, and you know, and you generally don't see a lot of women in these kind of roles. So, uh, yeah. Indeed. Yeah. And so, uh, let me, sorry, go ahead, Dave. Now, I was just saying, we're, we're hearing another story where the doctor says, you know, we mustn't, um, we mustn't change things again. Um, um they're getting simpatico, aren't they? They're, they're, they're forging yeah. a, a bond, these guys. Poppies, they are poppies, Ian. Okay. And uh, Emma Fielding, who plays the voice of Kassar, she's also been in uh, Call of Cthulhu, uh, the video game, Uh, Unforgotten, EastEnders, Dark Angel, Foil's War, Inspector George Gently, Cranford, you'll know that one, Dave. Mm. Uh, Midsummer Murders. Wow, quite quite an extensive list. Uh, the, the one thing that did strike me about this is I'd seen the you know the brief description of this episode, right? And I was uh, not concerned. Uh, I don't know if that's the word, but 
I thought that this was going to be um, far more integrated into the partition than it is. It's taken it on a far more personal level than right. I had anticipated. You yeah. know, I thought it was going to be far more involved in the partition. Uh, grand scale, I mean, it, yeah. it really is involved, but it's taken it down to this family level, which I think really kind of helps to explain it rather than showing this grand scale. It really kind of makes it a personal issue and really kind of, I think it compels people to find out. It doesn't pick one side or another. It just draws attention to the history of it, that, that, that things happened and this man's defending his home and this woman he loves. It's not a matter of defending a religion or defending a, they don't care about the religion. They just care about each other. And so it really is a, a good approach because it doesn't pick sides. I mean, the only time that I, they really kind of mention, I mean, there's a couple of mentions of, 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 of Great Britain, um, but they're not, this is all your fault or whatever. It's just like, uh, I think, you know, well, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm British. Oh, well, you might want to keep your head down while you're here. Um, and there's, of course, mention of Lord Mountbatten, but there's no blame. No, no sides are taken really in this at all. It's just drawing attention to it, and it's it's the, it is the safe way to go. Well, you I really don't... kind of need to you really need to draw people's attention to it, so then they can discover for themselves and make a decision based on the information, rather than trying to cram all that information into an hour long show because you can't. Right. I mean, first of all, we, we we just passed a lovely scene that Bradley uh, had there because he mm. was he was empathising with this young man, but he knew enough that they couldn't tell him, you know, you're going to die, you better run away from here. Um, right. But 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 you're right. It, it is just the best. I mean, this is almost a Romeo and Juliet because um, you know they're like people from two different houses, you know, yeah. uh, because of the 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 two religious backgrounds. Uh, we have the benefit of knowing that this isn't the man that becomes uh, that his her you know grandmother's uh, husband or the father of the, her mother. I mean, we could have gone into a bit of a messy area where they had a fling, and actually, that is the parental parents, if you know what I mean. Right. No, but but yeah, the, the other thing is this idea of brother against brother I mean I'm sure that must um, ring a little bit with um, people in America with their civil war where where father against brother and families were, were put against one another because it tears through the very nature and fabric uh, of mm. all strata so right I, mean, uh, I'm I not do quite love sure this the, the, the sorry I'm not too sure of the younger brother's motives actually here, unless he he feels as though his uh, the the older of the two brothers here didn't take care of the eldest brother who who died in that conflict, right? And blames him. They do a very good job of this scene. Mm. You think that's such a beautiful gesture. Yeah, and you really think, and then I love the way her. Smile slowly fades. 
Yeah, the whole uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it was earlier on that I realized that Manish was the one responsible for the death of the uh the the, 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 the guy who was coming to marry guy. them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The way it, it was, so, was some Yeah. He was a, so keen to use that rifle you you felt he'd killed yeah. he'd shot before he'd killed before. Yeah, there was just something he was that was going on like oh Now this bit here, and I, I oh, this was great because well, I thought I thought the watch got shot or something when he got shot, no, but this is far better. I thought they were going to do almost like they do in a Jewish wedding, where they put mm. glasses on the floor and they stamp on the glasses. I thought he was going to right. stamp on his watch in some sort of. Oh, that was funny how they did that sideways. I, I couldn't work out how it yeah. fell on them for a minute. Now, they, they were good here because they could so easily have had the grandmother give her the watch at the beginning. Oh, yes, I, it's an old watch, but this uh, this dial looks new. She said, oh, I had it repaired. Then this yeah. scene could happen, and then the young girl could get it. Hang on a minute. I've, you can have this one. It's not broken. Yeah. I mean, that would have been so... No, it, it's poignant. I love the uh, colour again here. I'm sure, again, if Dan yeah. was here, he would say that it's got that sort of dusty, heaty, right. muted colour palette to it. Yeah. But except when you they were going through those fields, those oh, the yeah. flowers in the fields just popped out. Yeah. Uh, they were great. That was definitely uh, done for effect. Right. I mean, I'm well, sure that... they knew when this... I'm sure they, they, they knew when this one was going to air. What date? Right. I think it's very, and it's and it's, it's a really a good time to air something like this because, well, I mean, there's two sides to it. You sometimes you want a distraction from the events of the day, but sometimes you want something that kind of ties in, and this ties in, you know. You've solved something for me actually, and from what you said before, when you said where this was filmed in Spain, mm. you said because when yes. I saw those horses, I thought they looked. Really quality horses. They look like. Well, I mean, now I'm going to say they look like Spanish horses. Spanish horses. <laughs> but I do remember when I first watched them. I didn't think they were riding on, you know, uh, horses in India that may be a little bit short of water and and look a little bit, um, you know, rough around the edges. Uh, these right. look lustrous black horses. You know, rich men's horses, well looked after horses, well groomed horses. Yeah. Um, so the, the uh, my cousin will be very pleased I said that because she's absolutely. Uh, well, she she <laughs> she's retired now. She works at a donkey sanctuary, but she does ride horses. She loves them. Oh, Sheffield, put Sheffield on the map. And I have it's like it to her it was so exotic sounding, and it's like you know, you you never quite think of things like that. That um, especially in another language, how something, you know, nothing, not saying anything bad about Sheffield, but something that's so, you know, just plain to you can be uh, you know exotic sounding to somebody else, you know. 
Now, and just again, I was discussing here. They said that uh, they love it; they're absolutely enthralled by it. But they were saying that some people were saying there was a lack of humour in this season, which I don't think so. But they could have played a humorous point there, where she could have had um, something like uh, the pin in Birmingham. Yeah, I'm going to Birmingham, and then <laughs> and then this girl think. When she turned her back, thinking, "Hang on, I brought up in Sheffield and moved the pin to Sheffield." Right. <laughs> yeah. But that would have offended all the people in Birmingham. So there you go. Yeah. Well, that and the pin isn't where she, where she's going, where she's going is in her head already. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So I was thinking that, like, what if she had moved the pin and like, it wouldn't have changed where she went. The pin isn't representative of where she'll go. Right. Right. Where where she thinks, you know. I think I could see if she, some if she had trees, moved so. her yeah. if she had moved her finger while she was doing it, then ah, yes. 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 But she had already picked that and decided that Sheffield sounded good, so at that point the decision's made. That would have been a better idea. Yeah. So it's I mean those horse, horses are beautiful. Hmm. Just keep thinking how beautiful Doctor Who's looking at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Not that, not that it looked like crap before, but there's a definite filmic. Just, and I don't even know what filmic means to be honest. But it, I all I know is it just looks like I don't know. But it doesn't just, look like videotape. It doesn't look like a TV show. No, videotape. it does. It's just you know. It looks quality, you know. Yeah. It looks like somebody's paying attention to it, you know. See, see look at the deep focus there. I mean, sorry, the yeah. outer focus in the back. Now, if it would be in videotapes, the background would be in focus as well. Right. Where a film has a very... I mean, you must remember when they're doing these films where, you know, they, they get the tape measure from the camera to the nose of the actor, you know, yeah. to make sure that the right focal length and all that. And... Uh, hey! You've breaking the view. Move out of the way. Yeah. That was that was the point actually where I thought they were reminding me of the vultures from uh, right. Sergio. It's Adventures. the brighter colours I think on there that you know, and the cleanness, which is interesting because it's just a, a stark contrast to the location that they're at. Right. And it's kind of I, I think it's further to the fact that they don't belong there, and it makes them stand out more. Right. Th- this this puzzled me a little bit. Right. Um, that Yaz turned away. Ah, uh, because Bradley, they couldn't. They, they couldn't be. They couldn't. They knew they had to allow it, but they couldn't. Right. But I, I thought she would have. Yeah, I thought she might have turned around, and looked. You know, but Bradley Walsh is just just his face in that was fantastic. You know. Um, And just seeing that their their work, these are all the people that they have witnessed and right. cared for their passing. And it's just quite touching, really, that, again, like I said, this race that used to assassinate. The floor? It's the uh, first time I've uh, seen the floor. Sorry. Well, actually, I see it on my desktop every day. Oh. You mean I've got but a yeah, picture from, of a beautiful Indian... Like I got a picture of a beautiful Indian woman on my desktop, and you've got a picture of a floor, Lino. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, it's work. I'm not, I'm not going to people care. Okay, oh, I trust you to have a typical, you know, you know, beautiful woman on you. Like, oh, get, get told off for that. Love this bit. You only pick it up on rewatch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought she was going to confide in her here. I was kind of almost waiting for her to go, I know it was you or something like that. But, you know, when you think about the people you have had brief contact with over the years, you know, you wouldn't remember. I mean, and especially with the events of that, you know, and the, the, you know, losing her husband, you're not going to remember some young girl's face. Yeah, but I thought she might say to her, Tell me about your first love, Nan. Right. And then she'd open up and say, "Well, there was a man I loved, but he died." You know. Right. And let me tell you, a, and let me tell you a story. And almost that's the beginning, the beginning of the episode, if you know right. what I mean. But I do like the way the fact that Yaz has come to terms with the fact that because, but, you know, there was the, there's a scene with her and um, and uh, and Graham. Right. Where where Graham's like you know, she tells you things you you know you need to know. Yeah, the the woman you talk to now, this hasn't happened to her. Yeah, yeah, and it's just like it's a deeply personal thing, and you know, don't push her. You know, she'll tell you when it's time. I do love this. That they kept the theme tune overplaying in in uh, relation to the episode, so it's totally in 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 character if you will and it kind of almost keeps the feeling of the episode intact rather than rushing into this big you know you know and no announcer over it yeah no a very different look to this next time oh there he is yeah we know him (laughs) he's a comedian uh, before we get into the wrap up, yeah. I just wanted to finish off uh, the rest of the cast. Uh, Isabel Middleton, who played the the voice of Al Mack, um, has been in uh, episodes of Doctors, Emmerdale. Uh, she's also been in, she was uh, does some voice work. Uh, Harry Potter and the Half Blood Prince as the Fat Lady, um, and also in the Order of the Phoenix video game. Uh, quite a number of different ones. Like fe- uh, comic- comedic female gargoyle, female howler, uh, one of the professors, been in Bill, Family Affairs, so just a ton of work. Um, just trying to knock off these. Uh, you know, it's one of those things. Uh, one of the things I appreciate about um, going back and watching the um, the info texts for the uh, classic Doctor Who, you don't realize how many people get left on the cutting room floor as far as credits go. Um, and they do uh, do a really nice job of that in the, the info texts of calling out these people who were involved in the production that didn't get credits. I mean, every, these days, everybody gets a credit. Back then, it was just the, the main people. Um, so it's really, you know, it's really cool now, but back then, you, know, you didn't get all of that. Uh, but playing the body of Elmac... <laughs> 
<laughs> as you were, was uh, Barbara Fadden, who uh, has uh, actually, uh, she was, uh, it just says monster at uh, uh, Doctor Who at the proms. Um, and uh, she's actually was in Star Trek The Force Awakens as a creature and droid puppeteer. So uh, there is that. Um, doesn't say what monster she was in the proms, which is disturbing. Uh, but playing the body of Kassar was uh, Natalie, uh, Natalie Kuzner. Uh, again, she's, uh, she's been involved in Doctor Who actually before. Uh, it says uh, she was in The Girl Who Waited. She was a handbot. Uh, the Pandorica opens. She was a Silurian. Uh, same with uh, Cold Blood and Hungry Earth. And uh, Utopia, she was one of the future kind. Uh, she uh, was PZ4CO in Star Wars The Force Awakens and was also involved in the proms. Oh, and she was a cat nun in one of the Tardisodes, uh, Prelude to New Earth. Uh yeah, as a cat nun. So there you go. Fantastic. Great to see uh, some new monster makers for us. Uh, well, not necessarily new, but uh, new to to us on the commentary. So fantastic. And now, of course, it's time for our wrap up. And uh, let's go with the educational part first. Let's go with Dave. And I'll drink some wine. Well, I think this um, was one of the the best ones it like yourself it wasn't exactly what i was expecting and indeed it went a little bit counter to what i had asked for because i've been saying that we really need um you know uh, an enemy that has you know lasting uh existence within the doctor Who universe some memorable one that um that 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 uh you know, Chris Chibnall can say, you know, he, he coined this new thing, but maybe that's not what this first series is about. In fact, patently, it's not what this first series is about because we're six episodes now in and of a ten-episode series, and um, we've not really had a monster. We've had cute monsters. We've had uh, monsters that may divide some of the audience. And we've had monsters who may or may not come back, and we've had disposable monsters. Are are are, uh, let's say, time agents, or whatever you want to call them, are somebody out of a storm cage who got um, flipped into the sixty seventh century, or whatever it was. Um, but here, um, I do feel as though there's some great um, storytelling. It, it takes me back to the. Uh, the the Rosa episode in some ways in terms of its its uh, its theme its uh, its style its um, return I mean uh, we mentioned this before you go back to the first Doctor we had the Aztecs we've had stories like Marco Polo we've had other other stories where uh, there's been a historic com uh, context to them and um, although this was on a very small scale. Uh, the subject was so vast that the, I mean, you know, we we can't have a, a Ben Hur or a great big uh, thing. I, I wouldn't have really wanted somebody like Gandhi to have come into it. Uh, we had Rose the last time, so to have Gandhi this time would have been a little bit too much, I think, uh, in that 
that method of doing things. Um, so it, it was a little bit, I suppose you could say, a little bit like uh, Rose and Father's Day in the Ninth Doctor series. Um, lavishly done in some ways. Um, a unique um, alien, not interference, because they were there, as they said, to witness. Um, and that is, if there is a theme to this series, that's going to be the theme um, where they are almost incidental. Now, we've had this before. We've always said that when a new Doctor comes, uh, the the alien has not been the, the focus. But it's almost as though we're taking the whole series uh, to be, uh, you know, laying down this groundwork. Now, I did say when we had the Peter Capaldi series that they were taking a number of episodes to get him embedded in the role. And my reason, my thinking, my logic towards that in that circumstance was the fact that, well, we, for the old schoolers like me, we'd gone beyond the number of regenerations the Doctor could have. Therefore, you know, we had to sort of, um, you know, the uh, the old rules have been rubbed out uh, and we need this Doctor to contemplate his navel. You know, uh, am I a good man? And that uh, took half of the series. You could argue, although he will probably not argue, that we've had this seismic shift of the Doctor now being uh, in the body of a female gender. We know that we've had Time Lords uh, change gender before. Uh, we've had a couple of uh, other Time Lords do that. Uh, notably, of course, the Master. But um, it may well be that you know, uh, we're trying to get... It's a little bit like, if Perry was here, I would say it's a little bit like, uh, you know, our telescope in space. We had six gyroscopes telling everybody where we needed to be. There's a gyroscope saying we're going to history. There's a gyroscope saying we're going to the future. There's a gyroscope that tells you, you know, there's units about. There's a gyroscope that the, there's no anky-panky in the... Uh, TARDIS, and there's a gyroscope that means that, you know, um, there will be returning aliens. And um, like uh, our international telescope, um, you know, we're down from six gyros to three, well, two gyros and one on the blink, and therefore we're, we're recalibrating. Um, now, that would be fine with me, other than the fact that we've had some recent news that um, we're not going to have a Christmas episode, although we will have one in the new year. We also know that all that's gone on before has led up to, you know, the big promotion to Doctor Who. It's gone worldwide, the franchise. Uh, they've been all over promoting it. But we now believe that, because they won't start filming the next series until April of 2019, we may do what we've done just once before, have a, basically a Christmas or New Year's episode at the end of this year and then go a whole year till a Christmas episode, New Year episode at the end of 2019 with the next series in 2020. So what am I saying? I'm basically saying, um, although... Gyros, I think you're saying. And, and, uh, no, yeah, well, yeah, we are trying to... Uh, we, we've got to hope that Chris Chibnall has a plan. Um, uh, there will be... Um, new aliens, but we may have to wait 18 months for those, certainly 15 months. Um, 
So, what do we think about? We then think about the stories. Let each story stand on its own. And so far, I've been very pleased. Um, the last episode, episode 5, took me a couple of watchings before I, 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 I found that I liked it. Uh, I don't think... I think on first viewing, it was um, a weaker of some of the episodes that we've seen, but um, only by a margin. I think this is the strongest episode since Rosa. But all in all, I think the actual um, the quality of the uh, the production, the the filmic and the uh, you know, the eighteen by nine aspect, the uh, the the cast. They're gelling together nicely. Uh, I still think that the Bradley Walsh character is proving to me be, to be um, the most um, outstanding character. Not because he's uh, putting Jodie Whittaker in the shade, because I knew Jodie Whittaker from the other things I've seen her in, Broadchurch and other things. Um, so I was always confident about her ability. Um, uh, I'm going to stop there because I don't talk for a long time, as we all know. Uh, a, a solid episode, and it was very poignant that they chose the 11th of November, 2018, to air this, and I'm assuming that was planned. Ian. All right. Um, yeah, as, as I mean, I like a lot of stuff that Dave said. Hopefully not repeat a lot of what Dave said, but uh, yeah, the 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 angle that they went at this was not what I was expecting. I'd read the brief. I've been trying to keep as spoiler free um, and information free as as possible. I have no idea, aside from seeing the uh, the next time trailer, what next week is about. And I've tried to keep myself that way. It's actually a lot easier than I thought. You just don't go to certain places. And I do have to uh, do a shout out to uh, to the people on the Colton Collective Facebook page um, that nobody really posts any, any spoilers. Indeed. Um, we've never really had to, to dive in and uh, very often and, and say, Oh, best not say that, or I've taken it down because um, so yeah, hats off to, 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 to all of our members of the Facebook page. Um, we've never really had to worry too much about that. So uh, you know, keeping myself in the dark about these has been really good. Um, it's led to some surprises, uh, and uh, you know, a better, I think, a better enjoyment of the stories. And I think they've actually kept a lid on a lot of information um, better than than previous years. Uh, we tended to know an awful lot about Doctor Who going in. And it seemed to be this this unwinnable battle of, of well, you know, it's going to come out, it, you know, and so they the BBC released it as well, and but we haven't had a lot of that. So yeah, not knowing a lot about the subject matter or anything, um, it has you know, I I will be I will be googling it to be honest to see what I'm missing. Uh, it's not something I was ever that we ever came up in school. Um, being a British colony, that's probably one of the reasons why. I don't know. Um, but it, you know, be, it being such, I mean, even though I wasn't alive, you know, it's still relatively recent history. Um, 
and so you know it 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 does kind of make you sit there and go oh why have i never heard about this and if you look back at the original remit i mean i know after a while it didn't quite work and they went to you know the monsters and everything but it is really good because tv has changed and it it can be educational and entertaining at the same time there's there's room for that now um you know we can we can fit a lot in and i think this episode does and it does it in a really unique way of of making a historical event um a family event a very uh personal event rather than i mean rosa yes was was personal but it was using a um a historical figure so in that regard it, it doesn't necessarily take it down to that level of of it becoming a, a family issue or something that's just in, encapsulated in this small area uh, and, and we got that you know we weren't in a big you know a big city we were just on these people's land and yet we got to a, a bit of a a bit of a taste of what was happening um and and i really kind of enjoyed that it was a really unique take on what was going on in a way i mean you could almost equate it with um the the beginning of war of the worlds the beginning of war of the worlds doesn't take place in a big city it takes place in in you know in the country well i mean at least in the american movie um but if you get what i mean it 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 takes it out of you know the big stakes and takes it down to this little you know this family and and how this event uh which is you know shaped the world you know yeah i i really 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 enjoyed it and i'm enjoying it uh even more on each watch and i'm really kind of happy with this uh, it, it it's weird it's because for those of you who don't know dave and i discuss stuff before we get on this and so i'm never sure whether i'm repeating myself or not but uh yeah it's not what I expected of, of the season of Doctor Who. And I know we were promised, you know, we're, we're going in a, in a different kind of direction. We're going with, with some different stuff. And and they, they've actually delivered, to be honest. They've delivered. We've gotten some stuff that's reminiscent of the classic uh, series, like last week, um, which Dave and I were talking about earlier. It, it, it just reminded me, I was watching Ark in Space, last week or the week before and that's what it reminded me of you know set on the space station set on a spaceship um you know and it's just the people in there that are involved and you know they got to figure everything out and you know it just harkens back it harkened back nicely to the classic series this is a bit of a mixture it's it's very very early classic series trying to teach kids about something that happened in the past or about a different culture. And it does it in a very interesting way. And I'm really kind of enjoying it. Uh, Things are a bit toned down and I'm enjoying that as well. 
we don't have Daleks and Cybermen and uh, Sontarans and, you know, uh, in every series. Well, I mean, it's a brand new series, but we've been promised no classic monsters, which I'm totally fine with. Let's establish the characters. Let's establish some new, um, some new monsters and, you know, and go from there. I mean, that's how we got the weeping angels. That's how we got, uh, the autons. Um, people, people tend to forget with the classic series that every monster had its start somewhere. Uh, the autons had their start with, uh, John Pertwee. There were no classic monsters in John Pertwee's first season. Um, so there's there's a time to kind of pare back the show, start afresh, maybe create a new classic monster uh, or alien or race or whatever, and then go from there and rebuild. And I mean, the same thing that they've done with James Bond. They took it all the way back to bare bones, you know, just a guy working for the Secret Service and slowly kind of introduced elements back in. And, you know, that's working for Doctor Who. This episode was great. The acting was great. The show looks gorgeous. Um, I don't know if I can remember the last time we actually had uh, two overseas locations. We had Spain. We've had Spain and South Africa in the in in, in this one season. And uh, great use of the locations. Uh, great use of the the, the cast because they were all in casualty. Uh, <laughs> And yeah, there's uh, just there's a really good cracking story, to be honest. And that's that's all. I suppose you could say that's all that matters at the end of the day. There's a lot that matters, but at the end of the day, you've got to be entertained, and you've got to kind of buy into the story. And they really do. You, I mean, one person had said online that the first half was a little hard to get into, but then the second half kicks in. And you're just pulled right in. Uh, basically, the wedding starts going ahead, regardless of what's going on. And you're just pulled into the story. And you start really feeling for these people and getting involved in, in the ceremony. You know, they, they split off into the, the men and the women. And and then there's the revelation uh, behind the, you know, these aliens that are visiting and what they're actually there for. And that, to me as well, was a, was a great thing. Here we have an alien presence and they're not actually doing anything bad for a change. Um, so yeah, I, uh, I, I, I like this one as much as Rosa, but for very different reasons because of its approach and, and, and everything. It's just, yeah, really, really good. So, uh, yeah, well, I, I'll concur there. I, I think Rosa was probably slightly stronger in a way, uh, because it was perhaps, a more, I shouldn't say this because India is, uh, you know, a country of, a, you know, a billion people, but um, right. it, it's probably more known throughout the world, uh, the, the the situation from that. But, I mean, one of the reasons why this resonated with me is this, this girl's here going back to see, uh, you know, uh, her grandparents. My grandparents, and, and uh, we've already mentioned that this is you know 100 years since the end of the first world war if i go, if i was going back to my grandparents on my grandfather's uh, on my father's side walter cooper he was born in 1888 would you believe um my 
On my mother's side, James Malarkey, who was born in 1887, both were in the First World War that we just talked about earlier. In fact, right. you know, um, my uh, mother's father was um, uh, wounded by shrapnel and also got gassed in the First World War. So, I mean, you know, she's going back to her, uh, her, gra- her grandparents in in that um, uh conflict in India, well, more than a conflict, a complete historic um, upheaval. Um, but, you know, if I was if if I was in her position going back, I'd be going back to the First World War, um, going back to what, as it was portrayed, wasn't it, in the, like, Day of the Doctor, wasn't it, where we had the, the scenes in that. But, um, mm. yeah, very powerful uh, on what has been for me uh, quite an emotional all day, and um, I've enjoyed uh, covering this today, Ian, with you. Yeah, it's been great. I'll have to, you know, like they've said, um, Rosa. Unfortunately, or for, yeah, it's difficult to kind of to yeah. express a, an emotion towards it. But it's the more well-known story. Um, this. This I could really honestly say this is kind of blindsided me because it wasn't something that I was aware of. And to me, that adds more of a reason why, not that this was necessary, but why it's a good idea. Um, you know, from Star Trek to Doctor Who, just so much in the way of sci-fi draws our attention to things that have been overlooked and um, buried or just you know forgotten and you know isn't that really what sci-fi is about and what's the what's the point of having um a time travel show if we don't go into our own past and look at it with fresh eyes um so yeah thank you dr who for for you know for doing this again you know uh we've had you know the occasional episodes here and there um uh, the Van Gogh episode, you know, impacted me um, oh. on, on a really personal level. And it was one of the things I'd never really thought of about him. I had just looked at him as a painter before. You know, he was just a guy who painted cut off his ear, whatever. But you introduced this element of, of the doctor actually going and spending time with him. And it became far more personal and far more real. Um, it in the same way that we were talking before we started the commentary about breathing new life into this footage uh, of, of these soldiers who, who died, you know, uh, of giving them, you know, color and, and proper movement so that we realized, you know, that they were real people and, you know, mm. I think well, yeah. one thing before we end, and I think we've got to do it quickly, um, yeah. because I can't see it from my wiki page, but the actual writer of this story, uh, Vinay Patel, may well be of uh, Indian descent. I don't know. Uh, but um, I don't know whether you've got a page open on that, springing it on you. But um, I've actually, I, The funny thing is, is I'm actually sitting on his Twitter page. <laughs> <laughs> well done. <laughs> Because I, yeah, I was I was actually looking into him as well because I, we did not mention him during the yeah. during the commentary. And he absolutely so. deserves to be more than lauded, in fact, for a good yeah. script. It is a very good script, regardless of his connection to 
or you know, relation to the subject matter, um, it is a very good script. It, it like we've said, it, it brings it down to a personal level, and um, it really kind of makes you interested in the subject matter, and that's what it's supposed to do. So before we natter on any further, because as you can tell, this one's actually made us talk a lot more than the normal, I think, Dave. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, this I found easier to to get an effect from. Again, it may have all been the timing of it, but I'm sure mm. they took that into account. But um, right. I'm very, very well uh, chosen. Uh, I, I used to always mention this with Doctor Who, is that whoever it is that is the casting director, uh, especially when we used to have these ones with uh, ch- child actors in, they, they never seemed to put a foot wrong. Uh, well, they did it once. If, oh, I won't name it because it's not fair to the young actress, but there was a scribble attached to it. Um, um, but usually the casting has been spot on and I think the cast here um, uh, has, has worked out extremely well Right. alright um, so yes join us next time um, when we talk all over the top of the next episode of Doctor Who which looks a bit futuristic by the looks of things um, so yeah um, and uh, maybe we'll find out where Mike wandered off to yes so until then it's goodbye from Mr. Dave AC Let's go by from Ian, the Sixth Doctor. And actually, just a short little PS before we get out of here. Um, actually, this is a PS from Vinay Patel on uh, his uh, Twitter page. Uh, very small PS added today. Had a slightly trippy, auspicious case of life imitating art. Went home to see my grandmother before she goes to India next week. And she knows nothing of the episode for Doctor Who. And gave me my dead grandfather's broken old watch. Interesting. Goodbye, everybody. Don't really feel like doing anything funny, do you? No, it's been a sober day, uh, but uh, actually it's uh, rekindled my uh, confidence in uh, things going forward because uh, the outpourings here in the UK and I'm sure across other countries has been so strong that I think, um, you know, it's the old adage, you know, lest we forget, if we remember, we won't. And on that note, good night, everybody. Good night. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.